After Dark with Mark. Have you fucked up yet? Alright, so welcome to another episode of After Dark with Mark. Today I have the great privilege of receiving the Vice President, Global Operation of PGI Consulting Division, Corey Kelly Proctor. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm so honored and, and glad that you accepted the invitation. Oh, thank you, Mark. Anything for you? <laughs> uh, like how I want to start because I, you know, we had a lot of conversation in one that really brought my attention is how do you become the vice president of an organization like Proctor Gallagher Institute when three years ago you were a dental hygienist? <laughs> um, good question. That, you know, that title, it's so funny to even hear you say that title because it's not something I'm attached to. Um, the position I'm in has evolved and it's actually been, um, well, this is my seventh year. So it was seven years ago when I was actively practicing as a hygienist. Okay. And, uh, I was, I recognized a very unique opportunity and I, I struggled with that decision, but I, I jumped and I, I did it. And, um, huge learning curves going from that to this and where I'm at now, like I mentioned, has just had, it has evolved over those seven years where I started with the company is very different from where I am now. Yeah. If I remember you were working with the social media, uh, you were really involved in, so, in the social media aspect when you got into the company. Is that right? Right. Um, so, I was asked to join the team and without having a role, um, I asked what would I be doing because I clean teeth. That's what I do. <laughs> and I was told, I don't know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out as we go. And so the social media piece of it was, was a gap in the company. It was something that wasn't being tended to. And so, um, for lack of a better place to put me, at least initially, that's what I started doing. And um, that was a, a big learning curve for me because I, it's, social media wasn't something I participated in at a personal level, and I still really don't at a personal level. Um, so I But started... That's interesting. That's an interesting position to put you in if that's not something you necessarily know or that you particular, particularly... I mean, would we say that you like it? I mean, in no. order to perform, <laughs> because like you've been performing quite, quite good because we, the company went from like not really present in social media to be now, uh, we can say an influencer. Yeah, for sure. We've gotten, we're up to over a million Uh, followers on the page and I definitely had a strategy but I approached it like I've approached most things um, and it, it wasn't a hard thing to pick up in one sense that in in the sense that it was a needed thing like I said it was a gap and so I thought okay well I can I can figure this out and I can fill this need 
until we figure out what I'll do instead. I didn't expect that I would continue in that role. Um, and in a lot of ways, I didn't. Um, but in some ways, I, I still am in that role. Um, you'll see in my title, it still says social media director. But I, like my other role um, with the consultants, the social media piece of it has evolved as well. Initially, I just built up um, the brand on uh, mostly Facebook. And then I just started attending every free webinar I could attend. I, I learned as much as I could. I went as far as I could with all of the free information out there. And there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. And I'm a pretty good student. I'm pretty tenacious. I've got a lot of discipline. And so I um, then took some classes and I learned how to build ads. And so eventually the organic piece of building the brand, um, we brought someone else on to do that. Uh, her name is Celine and she's just fabulous. She's way better at that than I, I ever was. But she, she, we know that she really likes what she's doing, and on social media, I believe that this is something which I, I'm, 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 I'm thunderstruck right now that you're telling me that that's not that was not something that you you loved, but the the shift that you were able to do, even though that there was a gap, uh, a lot of people and people which are listening right now want to become an influencer on social media and and probably are attending many of those webinars and God knows how many of those are available right now, but still they cannot crack the code, which it seems that you were able to do that. And I remember like the, the, the numbers were climbing by the month. So you were really able to, to apply everything that, that you found over, um, over the different network, which are available now to, to the majority of people. So if someone is listening to it, to to the podcast right now you saying that if you're studying it and you're applying it you can become really good and very present and create a a following which is very interesting yes i mean i mean you can do anything <laughs> you can do anything you want to do it's a decision i had to i had to uh i had to form a strategy and an approach and sort of stick to it. Um, I won't say it was easy. I had a lot of hair pulling moments um, trying to figure it out. And I guess crack the code is, is one way of putting it. It's, it's just, it's been a process, a building block process more than anything. Um, I, I learned to trust my intuition through the process. I learned not to listen to what all these so-called experts were saying if it didn't resonate with me um, and listen to the ones that did resonate with me. I just really believe they're just people and whatever they're spouting is just their opinion and it's one way. There might be a different way. So I did a lot of experimenting. I found my own way. I quit comparing what we were doing, what I was doing to what any other page was doing. I didn't do that because it didn't help me. Instead, I just tried to stay very authentic to my goal with the, uh, with the social media and achieved some really great things. And, and like I said, Celine now doing the organic piece of it has taken it to an entirely new level. And what I continue to do is I build all of the ads. And I won't say I don't enjoy it because there's definitely an analytical piece to it that I do enjoy. And I have figured it out, um, although 
it's changing all the time. So it's a, it's a constant battle of learn, relearn, unlearn, relearn. And um, sometimes I feel like someone else should be doing that, not me. <laughs> it's just, it, it, it can cause a lot of headaches. And, I, and honestly, we're at a point where we really do need um, someone additional in ads. Um, I just haven't found the right person yet. And so, and that's so there's, there's position there if you're listening. That's what yeah. I just heard. Uh, <laughs> like one thing that you said earlier that really I think that everybody can relate to this is it doesn't matter really where you are into your career. Every time that you have to make a decision to change from one profession to another one, that decision is always a struggle. Uh, you, you're going you're gonna to have A-cups. You're going to have fuck-ups. You're going to have ways that like, you, you're feeling, maybe, that's, maybe I should stay where I am right now. And you said that it, it was a struggle for you to make that decision to move from being cleaning teeth, as you called it, into moving into this company, even though that you know, they say, we give you a job. So like, just, just stick with us and let's, let's figure it out. Yeah, that was a, a huge leap of faith because I was a single mom with two teenagers, one getting ready for college and the second not far behind. And um, I had a good career, um, was making very good money and was able to support them moving into an unknown. But there were two things that I had to really keep telling myself um, well, there was a question. I asked myself, if I didn't seize this opportunity, would I regret it? And I knew the answer to that was yes. Um, even Why? though I, um, because staying in what I was doing would have been the safe thing to do. So you just knew the path there. You knew the, you knew exactly where you were going. You could almost like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to retire and this is what's going to happen. Oh, Yeah. It was all very clear um, what, where I was headed. So jumping, into, jumping ship at that point in my life was not logical to anyone around me at all. Um, anyone watching thought I was, I'd lost my mind, you know. It's because, like, you're doing what? Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, that's what kept me going. I mean, a, a couple of things kept me going. One is I knew I'd be okay. I've, I always know I'm going to be okay. Um, I, I know I can take care of myself. I know I can figure things out. I know I could do something else if I had to. So I, I have that faith in myself and I always have. So I knew that part of, I, I didn't, that didn't mean I thought it was going to be easy. I just knew I'd be okay. I have, I have faith in, in me and my abilities. Um, and then I knew, I knew Sandy. Um, I grew up with her. And I knew if she was doing this, then it had to be important because she left a, a really big practice and defied her father, which I never imagined would happen. That she so would I, do that. Mm -hmm. That she would do that. And so now, for the people which are listening, just uh, I would like that you you talk a little bit about Sandy because uh, otherwise we're going to lose everybody. Okay. Uh, Sandy is the CEO of Proctor Gallagher Institute. Actually, she's the CEO and co-founder of that company. And uh, I mean, we can throw some numbers at you to tell you like the size of the practice that she had 
and quitting all this to move into into this new venture. So uh, I would like that um, you explain a little bit uh, about Sandy as well. Okay. Well, you you just covered who she is in Proctor Gallagher Institute, um, but she was my friend growing up, and um, uh, and you know you know those friends you have through life that you lose touch with, and then when you see them again, it's like no time has passed and. She was in my wedding, I was in her wedding, and we used to vacation together. And then we lost touch, and then we would uh, touch base again. And um, she offered me this job when I went to see her in Seattle after not talking to her or seeing her for, I think, seven years. And um, that was the, that was when I learned that she had left the law practice and was doing this. And I really had no idea what she was doing, but I knew it was important if she was doing it. And I knew um, it had to be a big deal. And so that's when I start asking myself the question, will you regret this if you don't seize this opportunity? Mm-hmm. And I knew I would, I knew I would regret it. And so then the next question came, what if it doesn't work out? Are you going to be okay? Yeah, things will be different, but I will be okay. I'm always going to be okay. And that's an important piece uh, for anybody which is listening is if you don't think that you're going to be okay, then you've got to maybe consider it twice before making that change. Yeah, or maybe even more importantly, you have to ask yourself why you don't think you'd be okay. Where's your faith in yourself? Mm-hmm. Because you have to understand that a lot of people which are listening to this, they are into this battle right now where that they're looking for how I'm going to make and start living the life that I always wanted to live, right? And they, they are in jobs that they don't like. They are in the cubicle and they're just thinking, you know, there must be something else. Well, if you're thinking that, then there is. There is something else. And you just need to have a real come to Jesus moment and start getting clear about what you love, what you want. And studying that, studying yourself, maybe studying your self-image, you know, working on that enough to increase your faith in yourself, but also to allow yourself to get clear on your direction. And then with that, you'll be much clearer on opportunities. I mean, I could have very easily taken that moment as kind of a joke from Sandy. Come join me. And I ask, what, are, what am I going to do? And she says, I have no idea. I could have laughed that off. And well, instead, most of people would do that, right? Well, maybe. But instead, I thought, I said, give me until tomorrow. Give me until tomorrow. And that I didn't have any details. Um, but you had trust in her. I had trust in her, for sure. And I had trust in myself. So that was now, the two, the two important, most important component into that is you had trust in yourself first, right? So like, let's say it doesn't work. I know I'm going to be good. I know I'm going to find something. I'm going to rebuild my career and, and find a, a job and whatever. But you, you needed to have trust in someone else that that person is having trust in you to say like, you know what? 
uh, come and join me and uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, well, the truth is I was pretty bored with what I was doing, but I loved the people I worked with and I really enjoyed my patients, but I could do it in my sleep. And I was exploring other things I could be doing, you know, teaching, continuing education, doing other things, but none of it really jazzed me. Um, and this unknown, I guess, jazzed me more. And you, you know, when you're, when you're somewhat self-aware, you know when you hear something and it resonates with you, you know you're on the right path. Now, when you say resonates, just that someone which is not used to that language uh-huh. Uh, what, do, what does that mean? When, you, when somebody says something to you, like it, we'll, we'll go back to this example with Sandy, instead of laughing it off, it immediately, I thought, this is it. This is what I'm going to be doing next. And so I chose at that moment to not ignore that voice, to not ignore that feeling and brush it off. Instead, I, I grasped onto it and thought, okay, pay attention to this pay attention to this because this, this sparked something in you, this idea. Mm. And at that point it was just an idea. Now it didn't happen overnight. You know, I, I, I had to go back to uh, my practice. You know, I had, I had to phase out. I had patients that were scheduled for six months. Um, so it didn't happen overnight. So I had a lot of time to hit the terror barrier which I did over and over and over. And at that point, what, what really set me into the terror barrier was when I started explaining to my patients what I was doing, which I couldn't even explain it because I didn't know what I was doing. So I made a decision to quit talking about it because I would see the looks in people's eyes as I would start to say, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work from home and I'm working for this, this woman that um, I grew up with and it's a, a personal and professional development company. And then they would ask questions and I would have no idea how to answer the question. <laughs> and like, then, so what are you doing? Yeah. And so then I started to feel like I was crazy and I just thought, okay, if you're moving forward with this, you've got to stop talking about it because you're not, I'm not making sense. I'm not making sense to people and they just care about me. And so that look in their eyes is their look of, are you okay? Have you like, have you lost your mind? Like you're giving up a really good career. You have two young or two kids getting ready for college. So I quit talking about it. Um, and I had to talk myself off the ledge a lot of times, even after I quit seeing patients and I was with the company, the learning curve was, was extraordinary at times but I just kept at it. Um, you know, and honestly, it still is. I've evolved into this other position that you uh, introduced me as, the vice president. And um, this is a role that I'm much more comfortable in. It's a world that makes more sense to me um, in terms why, of compar- comparison why, to social media. Why is that? Is that because you're working with people, which that's what you were doing before? And you said, you said, you know, I was bored with what I was doing before, but right. I love the people I was working with and I love right. my patient. So you and knowing you, I know that you are a people person. You know, you, you, can, you can crack a conversation from nothing and then you can talk there for like half an hour, an hour. 
and uh, and and basically that is I believe this is one of your greatest quality is this connection that you have with people like in uh, in in no time. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of my strengths. Uh, the interesting thing was I, I didn't recognize that right away, but what what I have always recognized is I'm a really good parent. I'm a good parent to my kids. I always have been, and um, it just is something that I love, and it comes naturally to me. <clears throat> and so now I'm in this role where I have uh, 1,300 consultants, and I feel like I'm in a parenting role again of support and resources, which, mm. you know, support resources and love is what you do with your kids. And so it's a, it's a role that um, I really, truly enjoy. Um, I have a great team of people I work with and I just stay focused on my main thing, which is holding them up to be the best they can be and to give them the resources they need to reach their dreams, whatever those dreams are. Now, Proctor Gallagher Institute have been growing tremendously. Uh, you're talking about 1,300 uh, consultant now. Um, and uh, we see that it's, it's, it's growing. It's uh, how many countries is now represented by the company? You mean by the consultants? By the consultants, yeah. Um, I think it's over 75 countries, but I'd have to check. So over 75 countries and, and keep growing, growing very, very quickly. Yeah. What, what is the vision? What is the goal? So, oh, that's a good question. So um, I work very closely with Bob and Bob's vision for the consulting division is to grow it to, at first it was 6,000 consultants, but now I, I believe his vision is 100,000 consultants. And um, I support him in that goal. My vision that I work on every day and that I work very closely with Tracy and Doug is to help the consultants that have already made the decision to be there. So the 1300 that are there to help them fulfill their dreams and support them with getting them what they need to build a business from this material. And I believe that if we do that, if we have more and more successful consultants, which is exactly what's happening, well, then the, the program will naturally grow, the, the consultants. The con we will naturally attract more and more consultants because more, more people will want to be a part of this. Um, and so I put my focus and energy on the current consultants we have. And Bob is much more on the bigger picture of growing the entire program. Now, for the people which are listening to this, which are not familiar with Bob, we're talking about Bob Proctor, which he's, uh, he's, he's the master in terms of understanding and teaching what's holding you back uh, with Paradigm. Uh, I've been mentioning Paradigm in the previous episode. So if you don't get what a Paradigm is, I would recommend you to go in the previous episode and, and look into it. But Bob had been a part of uh, The Secret, which really this is what made him global. This is as well where that Sandy got to know him. So everything had been, had been expanding drastically for him in the past 13 years. 
Um, oh, well, yeah. And there's really, there's really no one out there currently that can touch what he does. He's been, well, he's the longest, he's the oldest person in this industry still doing this. But with that, he has a, um, a huge history of study and knowledge that, and understanding, I guess understanding is the right word, that, that others that are out there teaching this, just, they just don't have yet. Um, and, they, and there's nobody that teaches this material the way that Bob does, going to the core of um, why we do what we do and, and what, what sort of real things need to happen if you truly want change in your life. And the consultant program, you know, what Mark is one of our top consultants and the, all the consultants are an extension of Bob because the thinking into results program is a 12 lesson program created from this material. And so Bob is a huge part of supporting the consultants and sees all of them as an extension of what he is doing. So that's a, a beautiful thing, this vision of, of touching more lives every day. I mean, with 1,300 consultants and all of them out there working to share this information, that's a lot of lives touched and a lot of lives changed. It, it did change my life. I think one of the, the most amazing part is when seeing Bob at one of our consultant training and seeing him in front of the consultant and you see him, he's like a kid in a candy store, just like, look at all this. Like, you know, all those guys are there because like they, they want to follow what I'm trying to teach for so many years. I mean, he's been at this now for 57 years and, uh, and you can see the joy in his eyes. And, and that to me is priceless. His passion is unmatchable. At 84 years old, he has more passion than anyone, anyone I've ever met. What's, how does it look in, in a, in a day to day? Because everybody that knows Bob or know of Bob, it's because they've been to a seminar of him and they've been, they've been watching him through YouTube and all those things, but you have a very particular relationship with Bob. Uh, I don't know if you paid attention, but the last name, the second last name of Corey is Proctor. So you, you have a very particular relation with Bob. So how is it on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, so when I came to the company, um, I guess, you know, seven years ago, um, I got a husband out of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> so everything okay. got together for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, Bob's um, oldest son, Brian, and I were married a year ago, um, which has just been wonderful because he is an extension of Bob, and he's like Bob in a lot of ways, um, and a really special way is um, just the unbelievable kindness. And what you see in the YouTube videos or Bob on stage or when he's talking to you is really what you get. He just wants to help people. He really does. I have never met a more generous and kind, truly kind person. And, you know, I've been places with him where nobody knows who he is. You know, it's not an event. It's, it's downtown wherever. And 
just the level of respect that he treats everyone with, um, the way he, he listens to people and the way he, he reaches out and touches people with, with trying to help them. Um, it's very special, very, very special. I feel so fortunate to be in the position I am. That's, uh, I don't know what I did, but I did something right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going back to the fact that uh, seven years ago, I thought uh, like I had mistaken that, that in the beginning when I said three, but seven years ago, you were cleaning teeth. And, right. and all of a sudden, right now, you're the vice president of PGI Consulting Division. On top of it, you, you I mean, now you're the god, uh, goddaughter of Bob. Uh, yeah, we'll sit. We'll daughter-in-law, daughter right? Daughter-in-law. Daughter yep, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, you found a husband on the path, and uh, and basically you you're doing something that you absolutely love. Now, you had to go through some some pain through it, in uh, in challenges, and this is exactly where I want to go with that. But what you said during our conversation is you said anything is possible, right? So for someone which is listening to this, it doesn't matter where you currently are. You've got to have that, that vision. You've got to, to believe in yourself and you've got to believe that if you hold it in your mind, you can create a life which can be an absolute blessing, which uh, that's exactly what's happening to you, Corey. Yeah, for sure. You have to, I mean, self-talk can be so detrimental to moving forward so you really have to pay attention to how you're talking to yourself and it doesn't mean you're never going to be negative but it means when it's there when the negative talk comes up you have to push it aside and not let past results dictate where you're headed you have to you have to determine where the direction you want to go and not hold yourself back based on past results. Now, were you a student of this material prior to meet, prior to, to, to meet Sandy again after seven years not having uh, been in touch with her? No, I was not. Um, I mean, I, I had seen, I didn't see the movie The Secret. I had listened to it on DVDs, um, but I didn't really know who Bob was. Um, no idea. But I've always studied social science and the mind and I've read a lot of books, but I didn't study it the way, the way I get to now, you know? And, and when you said three years ago, Mark, you're correct because it was three years ago I came into the consulting division. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Because that's where I met you the first time. Right. And I remember, I just remember they wanted you, they wanted you to go, uh, in front of everybody I to do a speech and you were just like, no, I don't want to talk to nobody right now. No, are you crazy? <laughs> what's, what's happening there? It's just, yeah, go talk. And now you, you, now I see that you're really enjoying it. You know, you're really embracing it. And, uh, and I mean, I, if you allow me to say, but I can, I can see like that this mom feeling that this feeling of like, you know, I want everybody to, to, to grow and to, to succeed and to have all the tools. And that's the support that we're getting from, uh, from this company. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I feel like I've grown into the role and with a lot more growing to occur. And, and yeah, there have been a lot of hard things along the way, for sure. A lot of hard things. Well, you like, do wonder if you're going to be okay, but. Like the title of my show, you know, that was a, a lot of fuck ups on the way. Yeah. And, uh, and, and those are just inevitable. They, they have to happen for you in order to grow. That's right. That's right. In fact, I was telling my son that yesterday, you know, embrace the hard stuff because that's what's going to propel you to the next level. What would you say to someone which is listening to this right now and is just on the fence about what they want, about their, their path? Uh, maybe they've been experiencing a, a lot of a lot of challenges and they, they were, they aren't able to, to see the light. What would you say to them so that they, they start to have that first leap of faith in themselves and take that first step? Well, I would start out by keeping it simple and just um, looking at each day as a clean slate and starting each day simply just start with, gratitude not only what you're grateful for that you have but what you that you're also you can do future gratitude you're grateful for the things in present tense that you want to come into your life um really get into that place of gratitude where you can really feel it with emotion and then just pick something every day to work on that day um, whether it's being a good listener or it's reaching out and making somebody else feel better, taking focus off of yourself. Um, I used to do this exercise where, well, I'll be honest with you, I reached a point, this was before I came to the company, where I was sick of myself. I was just sick of me. I didn't want to be around me, so I certainly understood nobody else wanting to be around me. And I made a decision. My kids had me watch this movie that I thought was going to be so stupid, a, G a Jim Carrey movie. I think it was called Yes Man. Oh, that's and a I, good one. I remember being very grumpy watching it with them. Like, ugh, I can't believe I'm going to waste two hours of my life on this dumb movie. And so I sat down and watched it with them. And it was just at the right moment because I had just reached this point where I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm so sick of me. And that movie, it was funny but it also made such a good point. And when it ended, I made a decision that the next day I was going to stop saying no to everything. It didn't mean I was going to say yes to everything, but I was going to stop saying no. I was really closed off. And instead I would listen to the opportunities coming to me and I would be more open and it was a process. I had to force myself to stay in that space every day of being open and saying yes to things that I automatically wanted to say no to. And making that decision rapidly changed everything for me in a very short period of time. And when I say everything, I mean, my, I felt lighter. I was happier. Um, I, was, I felt like I was getting back to the basics. I was focused on other people. Um, I lost 10 pounds, like without even trying. It just, it was this mind shift. 
And so when you ask the question, what should people do? I'd say just do one step at a time. Make a decision each night before you go to bed. Okay, tomorrow, this is something I'm going to focus on. I'm going to focus on being this kind of person. I'm going to be a good listener tomorrow. But also, always start your day in gratitude because that will put you in the right space for being the person you want to be. And if at the end of the day, when you review like, okay, how did it go? How did I do today? And, and you know you could have done better, let it go. Just say, okay, you know what? I could, have, I could have handled that part of my day a lot better than I did today. But tomorrow's a new day. And so I'm going to let it go. And you, you hit the ground the next day with a clean slate and you try again. And each day you get a little bit better. But you're in that process, you're, you're going to be noticing what it is that gets you going what it is you love. And you'll start pushing away the things that you don't need in your life. The things that don't resonate with you on that same level. But staying really present through it is so important. And I I will share an affirmation that, you know, four years into this job, I still, I always have had a very controlling nature. At least that's what I've always been told. I always thought I was... (laughs) I just thought I had good ideas, but (laughs) I guess I'm bossy and controlling. And Bob gave me an affirmation and he said, I want you to write this out every day. And the affirmation was, I am so happy and grateful now that I let, and the key word is let, everything in my life flow free and easy. And I focus only on those things that serve me toward my greater good. And I did it because he asked me to, and because I believe he is brilliant. And I'm in this unique, I have a unique opportunity of learning from him. So I'm not going to dismiss what he instructs me to do. So I started doing it. And in addition to writing it, I found myself saying it in my head over and over during the day, especially when I wanted to react to something. Instead, I would just start saying that I'm so happy and grateful now that I let everything in my life flow free and easy. And what I noticed is it started enabling me to just let things flow rather than grabbing it really tight and directing it. And that freed up my life for, for greater, for greater good. I'm not sure if that makes sense, but it also brought my attention back to only focusing on things that are serving me instead of getting caught up in the minutia of the day. So, you know, if I was around people that are talking about the weather or just nonsense, I just would remove myself. I would just, I started making different choices by, and that, that came from a simple affirmation. I think one thing that you've been saying uh, multiple times during this conversation is the word decision. That is what get out of it. You said choice right now, but a choice is a decision. And, and I believe that uh, that is something which have been helping you to, to get the life that you have now. It's, it's all the decision that you've been making that brought you to um, being in this position and doing something that you absolutely love. For sure. For sure. And, um, 
you know, just being willing to, to take some risk, I guess, because why not? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which will, will, will conclude this, I think really well. And, uh, I think you had that as well in the movie. Yes, man. It's like, yeah. Why, why using no? Like, yes, let's do it. Right. So take some risk. <laughs> it's a great experiment. <clears throat> um, you know, years later, Chandra, Oh, what's her last name? She wrote a book called the year of yes. Um, I can't think of her last name. She is the producer, the writer for ER and a number of other shows, extremely talented woman. Um, and anyhow, she wrote this book called the year of yes. And it's in this, it follows that same vein of, of really opening yourself up to opportunity, <clears throat> but it's a decision. You have to decide to not be closed off. <clears throat> you have to decide to be more present <clears throat> and really um, be a good listener and notice what's around you. The year of the yes. I love it. Yes. Yeah. I think her name Call is Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes. Like let's, Sh uh, I'm going to look into it. Yeah. I'm going to look into it and I'm going to put it into, into the note. Uh, Corey Kelly Proctor, vice president, global operation, PGI consulting division from Proctor Gallagher Institute. Thank you so much for this generosity. Uh, I'm truly honored for having you on this, on the show and uh, looking forward to see where the company goes and, and when you're going to hit that, uh, uh, that first goal from Bob from 6,000 consultant, but that 100,000 consultant, imagine the amount of life that this company can change. Absolutely. I'm looking so forward to it. Thank you so thank, much. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, for asking me to be on, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Okay, see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye, Mark. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please write a review and subscribe to never miss a future episode of After Dark with Mark. As well, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mark Jospitre.